everybody. It's Jared here with Heat Press Nation, and you are listening to or watching the Customizing Culture podcast. I'm joined today by a very special guest. Her name is Izzy, and she's with the Funnel Cake Tree. The Funnel Cake Tree. There we go. A little tongue twister, right? For me, anyways. She's with the Funnel Cake Tree, and she's actually kicking butt on a lot of fronts. Uh, so, Izzy, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do? Um, first of all, thank you for having me because I watch the podcast a bunch, and I was like, I love this, oh, and I have to get you. on. I'm a little bit nervous, but um, what I do is I am a screen printer. I went to vocational school for it, and I was like, you know what? I'm an artist. I can't go to college because I have no money, and I can't get an art degree because I'm like, what <laughs> am I going to do with that? I know. I bought into that, but um, I was like, but I can make art, and I can screen print, Yes, and that... I started the funnel cake tree, um, printing clothes in 2019. And now it's grown into like, it's carried across stores all across the country and in the UK and like stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That, you're international. Oh yeah. What? That blew my mind. Okay. I was like, we got to talk about that for sure. Okay. We're going to get into your story. Um, man, that's exciting. Wow. It's so exciting. It yeah. feels surreal oftentimes, but, um, that's super cool. And then, uh, we also dabble in some custom work for people. So we'll do mm -hmm. like custom screen printing and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah. Very cool. Uh, now, for the listeners, uh, we do record these podcasts. I should say we release these podcasts out of order. So, very likely you're going to be hearing this after uh, the podcast episode that we recorded with your mom, with Macy. Mm -hmm. um, so, that if you haven't heard that one yet, and if it is released already, go check it out. Very cool. I don't want to say this is like a part two of that. But it's like definitely it's a, a similar yeah. story yeah. from a different perspective. So I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and again, not sure what the release order is going to be for this. Um, but in any case, if you haven't heard it yet, go listen. And if you if it's not out yet, be ready for it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought it up too. I'm like, should I be like, yeah, they recorded with my mom too. I'm like, so I'm glad you brought it up. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I have to address that. So yeah. Yeah. So in, in that episode, she, she talked a lot about your story. But I'm really curious as to your perspective on all this because uh, – it sounds like you're, and I don't want to like oversell it. Uh, you know, I don't know if you have that 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 syndrome. I don't want to oversell like anything, but like from hearing the story, talking to your mom, I feel like you're like the heart and the soul of what's going on over there at um, the operation. I don't want to say heart and soul because mm -hmm. I do get funny where I'm like, I, I don't know. I've get this whole thing of like the complex. Like there's so much to it because I feel like it's very family. Like, you know, it's so much about, like, me and my mom and my brothers. Mm -hmm. Like, I did put my face as the funnel cake tree. Okay. I did, where it's, like, her business acumen is just, like, something that's, like, I can't even grasp my, like, I can't wrap my head around it. Mm -hmm. Like, she is so, like, such an entrepreneur. And so I'm, like, yeah, even though I make the art or, like, I love the business and I am learning from her, like, it's not just me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also go, I don't like taking credit for everything because <laughs> that means when things go wrong, you got to take credit for all of it, too. So, yes. but yeah. um, I've always been like, I'm just so grateful to do it. And I feel like we've come together and like, I feel so fortunate to be like, I have a family that has all of these skills mm -hmm. that we complement one another. And Very that's cool. really what it is. So I like I have a, like, you know, my brothers always supported my art. And as much as like we'd fight or they'd be like, you're so stupid, you're ridiculous. They were like, but you're really Typical talented. Brothers. Yeah. And that was such a big deal to me. And my mom was the same way where it's like, it didn't matter like how much, even as a teenage girl being like, God, I can't stand my mom. But I knew <laughs> I trusted her because like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you all, you want what's best for me. Mm -hmm. And you, this thing that people think they're like, oh, what she draws, that's cute, whatever. She saw like, there's something there. Yeah. And you can do something that's, with it. And that's so important. I feel oh, like yeah. to have parents 
see the value in what their kids are doing, mm-hmm. when, especially when other people aren't. And I think that's really cool how your mom was able to see that for you. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if she saw like business, uh, the business mm-hmm. side of it, but just recognizing a talent. I think that's really important. Oh, yeah. And really being cool. like, you can do what you want. Like, it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And that was always a big thing. She's like, this stuff isn't easy, but it's not impossible. And it's not like, you know, the classic where like she always like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Oh, stuff dude, like that, that is I remember, so like, good. I heard that as a kid all the I'm time. I'm going to tattoo that on my arm. That's, that's amazing. So, can and you say that again? Hard work beats uh-huh. talent when talent doesn't work hard. It's like this, like, it's kind of a Man, cheesy boomer thing, but like I carried it with me of being so like, true. that's yeah. like a thing. Like I, that's cool that like people can have talent or whatever. And that's why I'd be like, oh, people are better than me. It's like, but I work hard. Yeah. Who cares if they're better than me or what I perceive as better because I work hard. And like, so she really instilled that in us. That's so good because I feel like there's always somebody better. Oh yeah. Like no matter what I do, like, mm-hmm. I'm, so I come from a mus- musical family. My mm-hmm. three brothers are all musicians and they're all better than me at everything that I do. And so at a certain point I had to just come to terms with like, Hey, you know what? Uh, okay. My brother, one plays piano, one plays uh, drums, one plays bass. I'm going to play guitar, right? I'm different, right? Mm-hmm. And then they all start picking up guitar. And then the okay. little, then little bass bro, he's now he smokes me mm-hmm. on the guitar. I'm like, okay, well, now I'm going to play drum. Oh, well, drum bro, he's a prodigy. He's been amazing since he was like four years old. Mm-hmm. And so all these different things, like, like I, I, I had to learn yeah. that you, you can't get hung up on who's better than you. Yeah. Cause you it's, get, and I like the added, uh, that added thing about what you're saying. That you got to work hard. So yeah. you can't just like, okay, everyone's better than me. I'm going to suck. Like, no, work harder. Yeah. Work harder. And it's like, yeah. and it's a race that you'll never win. To be yes, like, I'm going to, yeah. like, no. Because then you're always going to be better than somebody else. Yeah. But that's why you can't compare because then it goes like, and I had to get to this thing. I still struggle with it. Like, I have more to offer than mm-hmm. just art or, like, mm-hmm. business. Yes. So, like, that's just something that, like, supplements my life. And I feel like that is a career path I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So when your worth's not tied up in that, and I used to get all, yes. like, but I got to be the best. And like, But I realized, like, Bam. that's a self-worth issue where, like, I, you have to have intrinsic value outside of that because then when people are better than you or, you know, business like doesn't mm-hmm. work out, whether maybe it's a great deal that fell through or maybe just you thought, okay, I can trust my instinct. And then you messed up. It affects your self-worth because that's, that's what yeah. you're tied to. And I'm like, ugh. is there like an 85 year old lady like living inside of you? Cause that dude, that's just so much wisdom. I do crochet and like, bake. Okay. For, that, and garden. That, so that obviously has that has to be it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but legit. Like, I, like I'm not just like trying to like flatter like that. That is some really, I think a lot of people would get a lot further in life if they had the kind of grounded perspective that you have. Uh, so I really commend you. That's it's really cool. I really I give the credit to my mom and my upbringing. Like we grew up super Pentecostal mm-hmm. and we grew up super oh. poor, <laughs> which is like that is you know. Did you ever? Did you, we made jokes like you have really to be funny. poor to be Pentecostal. <laughs> that's like a prerequisite. You're like you gotta. They're like you're that like is sorry. So funny. We <laughs> had there was times I didn't know mm-hmm. we were poor by the way until we were old. Same. So like I thought all the other kids. Uh, paid the ice cream man with food stamps. Like I didn't know that was like not normal. And then you know what's kind of cool is like the fact that they now I'm all like, hey, wait, they accepted those food stamps. Oh good, they were poor too. All right. Yeah, I was like, I <laughs> okay, it blew my mind. So we were driving down here, and then I saw I'm like Jack in the Box accepts EBT, and I was like, that's so cool. I'm like, I didn't oh. make accept EBT down here. That's crazy. And a lot yeah. of they'll be like, mm, I don't know, you got like these certain juice boxes, and we don't accept that. That's yeah. just <laughs> no, back, funny. Yeah, back then it was the it was the corn guy. And if, oh man, I wish we could find you an LA corn guy while you're down here. I was talking um, to my mom about that last night. Yeah, <laughs> they're so good. 
Um, by the way, we did not. I did not realize I was poor when I was little either. Like we moved around a lot, <laughs> yeah. and I thought that meant we were rich, dude, all so the time. Did, I was okay. like, "What do you mean? I've had like twelve houses." That's wild. Okay, like, so I was fifteen when my parents finally bought a house, and I'm the middle child. So mm-hmm. my older brother, he was already like ready to get married. He's pretty like, if I'm fifteen, he's like twenty-two. Uh, by the time they bought their house, finally, I was 15, and it was, like, my 10th move. And, uh, yeah, that's yeah. dude, that is so crazy, yeah. Yeah, it like, is just, yeah, that perspective. And I think it goes back to um, the upbringing and the culture of it, where it's mm-hmm. at the end of the day where it's, like, I was so close to my mom and brothers. Mm-hmm. It felt like there was such, like, that dynamic there. Or I feel like I just knew my mom loved me and cared about me. Like, I had yes. friends that, like, they weren't close to their family. Yeah. And I didn't understand it. And I remember growing up, they'd be like, wow, you're so close to your siblings. I'm like, well, yeah, what do you mean? Like, what, <laughs> Who else am I going to be close with? Yeah, and then yeah. we'd make jokes where it's like, you know, I had friends that didn't grow up poor, and it's like they'd get angry at their family, right, or their brothers and sisters, and they could just, like, drive and leave the house. I'm like, well, you got to figure out how to get along, <laughs> you know, yeah. when you're like, there's nowhere to go. You yeah. know, it'd be like, you could just, like, sit and cuss each other out, and 15 minutes later, it's like, okay, but I'm hungry. Do you want to, like, I remember yeah. my older brother, like, okay, but, like, you, like, you want to, like, go and get some food with me or something, where it's like. <laughs> We've got yeah, one car and it doesn't it really run, so like we got to figure this out. <laughs> when we were growing up, my mom and dad would always tell us, like, you guys are all you have. One day you're going to grow up and your friends are going to come and go, but your brothers and your sister will still be there. That's exactly and what my mom said. Yeah, dude, and it's so true. And mm-hmm. I, dude, and I let's go, kind of go down the list here. And I know we're kind of going on about this. We'll get mm-hmm. to your story right now, okay. but like it's Merch by May. It's the Funnel Cake Tree. Mm-hmm. It's... So what basically what we started with is like we didn't have Merch by May at first. Oh, okay. We didn't. We did like custom stuff, but it didn't have the name Merch by May. Got it. And there's more like backstory to that. I have a crazy dad. We just put a pin in that. So we're like, you know, pin. that's all you need to know. We're like, we used to make jokes. It's like when mom, when a mom leaves a man, that's when you know he's really crazy. You know, <laughs> when, when your dad abandons you, you're like, all right, you know, <laughs> run of the mill. You don't want your kids, whatever. And, but when the woman's like, I got to get out of here, you're like, oh, That's, we see. You're yeah. a little bit, you're a little kooky. And we're like, we, <laughs> so we'd make jokes like that. So um, we did always did custom stuff, but now it's mm-hmm. kind of like taken on the name Merch by May. Mm-hmm. But uh, we really started, it was Funnel Cake Tree. And then um, we would do custom stuff with Funnel Cake Tree because it was a brand and nobody knew it and nobody wanted to buy things from a brand they don't know. Okay. And then it was more like of the girly, I do a lot of like retro stuff that I really like. And then we also were like, we have to sell stuff that people buy, like the, you know, like Jesus and dry shampoo or like mm. whatever, like outdoorsy things. So then we had like a little separate side brand where we called them our turn and burn designs. Where it's like maybe yeah. sometimes we'd buy at like Etsy SVGs and just put them up on stuff just to get the ball ro- rolling and money in. Got it. Because we were like, Funnel yeah. Cake Tree is going to be the legacy brand. And we're just going to do these other ones to get money in. That's that's so smart. Yeah. And we still do those. Stuff. So it's yeah. like, you know, if it works, still do it. So. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So take us back just a, I'm not sure how much earlier than that. So how did, where did the first idea come from for you? Because you're, so you're in art school. Didn't, now, did you go to art school um, or did you go, to, you said you were going to, to school for, for it, right? To learn like the screen printing. Mm-hmm. I went to a trade school, yeah. Trade school, okay. So, mm-hmm. you're, so you're going to trade school. Did you go because you wanted to start the company or were you already there? I was already there. So basically what happened was I struggled with school all my life academically mm-hmm. where I was like, I got diagnosed with ADHD at like 16 
And then my brothers were diagnosed at the same time. And my mom was like, whatever, I'll get diagnosed. And she was, she had it too. And that's why I was like, well, that's why I thought we were that's normal. Oh, no, I, was like, I was like, no wonder all of us have it. And I thought yeah. like, and people, my friends would be like, your family's so weird. I'm like, what do you mean? Don't people just do this? We're all weird together. I remember like we, yeah. we would argue. So like me and my brothers, like we would try to make a point. Like we'd sit at the dining room table and to like make a point, like, one of us would stand up on a chair and then the other one would stand up on a chair like, oh, this is what we're doing? Like literally physically get the higher ground and be like, no, I'm making a better point. And like that was just like normal in our house. That's funny, yeah. And um, so I wasn't even going to go to trade school. I told mm. my mom I was in like 10th or 11th grade and I was like flunking out of high school. And I said, I'm going to have to drop out and get my GED. I said, I can't do this. Mm. And not because I didn't want to, but like I couldn't grasp these things. Like I had, I would do like have amazing test scores, but like when it came to like actually like doing, I couldn't wrap my head around it yeah. and that was always really hard for me and I grew up always hearing well you're just like teachers went, you're lazy or you don't have it. and I'd be like no I want to learn I just can't figure out how to verbalize that so I internalized it and then I learned I was reading about a trade school in my area and it was like I read graphic arts and I saw what it was about and I thought okay I might go there yeah and I had literally like no credits as I had a few credits but again I was flunking out yeah I was working as a server all the time and um I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go there. And I prayed about it, and I wrote it down. My mom's like, write it down. She's like, write it down. you got to write it down, and we're going to pray over it every day. And that's going to be your goal. You want to go there? And it was after enrollment season. And again, mm -hmm. girl with no like no credits at all, after enrollment season. And I learned. And then the teacher, he's like, he talked to my mom. He's like, I want to meet you guys. And he's yeah. like, you know what? You need to be in this program. Apply. He's like, it fills up, and it's, it's currently filled up, but I want you to apply. And I applied, and... Um, I prayed over it. I went to summer school. I paid for summer school. I was like, I'm going to go to this program. And nice. literally, I didn't, like, my friends were getting accepted into the trade school, and I wasn't. And they, like, guidance counselor said, you're not going. And I was like, that's crazy because, like, I've prayed about it. <laughs> my mom and I have talked about it. You need it. to talk to someone else. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. You have to talk to, bring it up with Jesus. Because uh, <laughs> me and this guy, yeah. I've been like, Jesus, I got it because I don't want to drop out now. I found mm -hmm. this thing. And literally, like, a week or two before school starts. Everybody else has already been introduced, and mm. the guidance counselor goes, okay, yeah, she's been accepted. And then I learned about it, and I was like, oh, my God, I can make my art and then sell it. I got, I really grew as an artist. I grew were as... You, were you drawing, sorry to interrupt, were you drawing before that? Like, oh, just, yeah. Okay. All the time. I was always a crafty kid. Like, I used to, um, I think it was, like, third or fourth grade, I would make the duct tape wallets, you know? And I would you sell them at school. Kid. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, we had one of those kids, too. Mm -hmm. And I'd sell them at school. I like taught myself to crochet when I was like eight, which I just made knots for years until I got good at it. <laughs> nice. And then I'd carry a box around with me wherever we went. Like we'd go to restaurants and I would crochet and people would buy from me. And I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. Really? Yeah, I was at a server. Yep. Nice. And I okay. was like, again. So you had the entrepreneur bug pretty early. Oh, yeah. the, the creator entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I think um, I forgot about it. My mom brought it up yesterday. We were talking about it. I had a, um, I did online school for a little bit. Mm -hmm. That was before the trade school. And, um, they, you know, of course, they give you a laptop. And I wanted a sewing machine because there's this girl I followed on Facebook <laughs> called Love and a Sandwich, and she made custom stuffed animals. And they were the, unlike anything I had ever seen. And I'm like, she's amazing. I look mm. up to her. And then I was like, I have to get a sewing machine. So I found out that they were like 90 bucks, like a starter one. And then I heard of Fiverr. It was when Fiverr was new. Oh, yeah. And then so I was like, Mom, okay, I always use, I love to write. I used to write poetry as a kid. It's so crazy. And I was like 12 at the time. I said, you need to make me a Fiverr account. And then I was like, okay, for 400, or not 400, for $5, I'll write 400 words for you. And so I would write yeah. Amazon reviews for people. What? And I would do like little articles and I would write them. At how old? 
I was like 12 Dude. at the time. And I had a horrible spelling and grammar because I just typed super fast. And then I'd be like, okay, mom, just please proofread it. Just please proofread <laughs> it. And then um, that's what I would do. And wow. I saved up enough money. So I'd get, of course, Fiverr takes a dollar. So I'd get a dollar. Or not a dollar, four dollars. At that time. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same. Oh, wow. That's a lot. But at that time, yeah. They were like, we're going to take a dollar. So it was. I'm just, I'm just curious now, like what, like the economics of it all, like. So you're getting $4. How long would it take you to write each one? It all depended. Okay. So like. Were you working for like $4 an hour? uh, Sometimes maybe less because I would research some things. Like there was one where it's like, you know, top 10 dog breeds that are great for kids. And you wrote that? I wrote that. Like it was just like weird. For $4? Yeah. When I was 12, I was like, this is so cool. I could just sit in my room and write stuff. That's so cool. And I would do like, yeah. that's incredible. And that was when people were like, you know, do this Amazon review. I thought I was going to get sent products because they were like, oh, no. And I was like, you just want me to lie? And I was like, well, whatever, fine. All right. But, um. So this is pre-AI, before AI could write all that stuff for you. I know. I would have been. You had Izzy for $4 an hour. I remember one guy because they could leave feedback and i got a review he's like really love her style of writing it's really fun and almost juvenile and i was like oh <laughs> i read that and did, we like did you feel like you got caught like, he's i did me. i thought i'm like does he know and i was like i don't think so and i was like i'm like is this That's his way of being dude. like i know that you're a 12 year old writing this yeah yeah <laughs> wink wink i'll yeah. happily pay the four dollars but so everybody knows this is like a sixth grader writing I found this. her on fiverr mm-hmm. oh that dude that is so funny and then i saved up enough to get a sewing machine Mm-hmm. And then, so yeah, I've always been like, about little schemes to make <laughs> make nice. money and sell stuff. So. so then, was was the uh, the funnel cake tree was that one of the schemes, or was that a little bit more thought out when you started? You're like, okay, no, 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 I'm gonna do this. It's gonna be this. Was there a little bit more, or did just I don't know? Was it like a spontaneous thing? Like how how did the funnel cake tree get started? So when I was in trade school, I really again I grew as an artist a lot, and I'll never forget my um teacher like they do these things called job sheets and they're just oh my god they're so annoying mm-hmm. and I remember being in high school and be like they're so silly Mr. Norris why do I have to do it and he's like you have to do it because you have to get used to doing these small things because in the real world you have to do these boring tasks that mean nothing just like you have to get prepared for that yeah. and you can be an artist but it's going to help you grow as a person and be employed like you have to have a plan you have to do things you don't like on that front even in art and he's I remember I was late once and he said listen you're so talented and you're so gifted and you have phenomenal ideas. But if you can't make a deadline and if you can't do these small things that you think are stupid, you'll never have a job. Yeah. You'll never wow. make it. And he said, I say this because I respect you. And he's like, and you have so much potential to be great. And it, he's like, it would be a disservice to you to not be honest with you. And I remember being like, I was like 15 or 16 at the time. I remember this, I was like, that hurt because I'm like, oh man. Yeah. But I was a junior and like, because you know, it's a two year program, that's how trade schools are. And I took that to heart. I'm like, okay, well, he's right. And I was like, he yeah. had enough respect for me to be like, I see something in you, get better. And then I was like, okay, cool. And it made me, that started this whole thing of me really thinking like I can do something. It was an outside influence saying That's, that wasn't my mom, that they had, they had no, right, he didn't have any mom, obligation moms have to, me. to tell you. They, yeah. yeah. Right? Moms have to encourage Right. Yeah, and even yeah. though like I trusted her and respected her, I'm like, but that's still my mom. Versus yeah. this guy that he doesn't know me anywhere. He has no obligation to me. And he said to me, You have potential to like do something and be something great. Yeah. But you gotta get this together. That that, that could be game changing. Oh, and yeah. I guess for anybody listening, like if you're out there and you're in a position where you could be a positive influence on like up and comers, you really should. Yeah. Um I it's 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 so creepy how much we're alike because I feel like the same, like my mom, she's our band's biggest fan, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then it's like, okay, we we would we would joke that like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a concert, and then it's gonna be my mom, and then one of our who she's now my brother's <laughs> wife, but at the time they weren't married. Like it's gonna be my mom, and then Pauline, and then they're gonna be the only ones there for our concert, and then and th- but then to have other people, and then you know as time went on, you know we would run and meet different people, and they would encourage us, mm-hmm. you guys gotta just do this, do that, tighten up, you. Basically, do you know? Yeah. Give us that feedback that we really needed as far as being professionals, uh, and so yeah. If, if I mean, I don't. It's funny. I still don't consider myself a professional most days. Yeah. In heat pressing, um, even though technically I am, right? By it, by the definition of the word professional, right? Yeah. And so I I try to go if I see somebody like creating something, if I'm, if I'm looking in in like heat press Instagram like the hashtags. I'll try to be like, hey, that looks dope. That's sick. That must take a long time. I try to be encouraging mm-hmm. when I can because, like, I feel like an outsider telling you something good, like, I feel like that goes a long way. Oh, yeah, and it, it can make the difference for a lot of people. Like, it's just that thing. Yeah, that was, like, a really big catalyst for me, him mm-hmm. saying that. Where I was like, okay, this is a person that doesn't know me. Would you say that, like, affected your, like, life trajectory? Oh, like, absolutely. Oh, nice. Absolutely. And I remember when... um. Cause like I'm still in contact with him, and I'm like, gosh, I need to reach out to him more. But like I remember telling him like after I graduated, he said like, you changed my life. I was like, you like have no idea. Like this changed the course of my life. Mm-hmm. And then I think back, it's like you know what, me listening and like my mom and I prayed about it a lot. Like me even applying to that trade school, right? Yeah. And I think that is a big thing and why my faith is so important to me. Where like it made no sense. There was like I was on path to dropping out. Yeah. And if I had listened to the guidance counselor and I had listened to everybody else, I wouldn't have applied, applied because I had no, like, it was already filled up. Yeah. And, like, I literally, like, 10 days, maybe two weeks before school started, then they go, oh, yeah, you're accepted, by the way. All my friends around me were going, oh, I'm accepted. That was, like, a month or two. They were getting invited to, like, the meet your teacher dinner and stuff. Oh, and yeah. I, like, was like, oh, no, I didn't get a letter because I wasn't accepted. And everybody was saying she's not accepted. But I kept believing. And I was like, no, I'm putting my faith in God. I'm distrusting him. I'm giving this to him. It makes no sense to me, and I'm terrified. And, like, this is what it's like. It starts with that, that, like, you know, it makes no sense. I'm a human, you know. I think about, like, again, growing up, and I'm like, my gosh, I am such a Pentecostal kid. Because, you know, like, everything, like, you know, everything you heard is, like, like, his ways are not our ways. It doesn't make sense to me. And, like, if I trusted myself, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I would have been like, okay, well, yeah, I got to find a different thing. Yeah. Maybe I should go get my GED because they're not going to accept that's me. The, the doubt kind of starts yeah. to set in a little bit. Yeah. That's that. Like, I'm letting all these things, like, okay, well, yeah, I'm letting people or humans or, like, the circumstance at that time dictate what I'm doing instead of just being like, okay, I'm just going to try it and I'm going to believe. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work out, who cares? Because I have nothing to lose. What, am I going to yeah. the ability to get my <laughs> you're, GED? You're going to drop what? out twice? Yeah, <laughs> that's literally what I felt like. There's nothing yeah. to lose here. Yeah. And so then, yeah, that class made a huge difference in my life. And then... um him saying those things to me and that was harsh to hear as a yeah. kid that i was being like oh no but thank god for it though right like oh yeah he, again what if he hadn't said that yeah and if he was just like yeah. that's fine like that shows like something that cared he wasn't like hey you're an idiot loser but it was like no yeah. you have something because here. because sometimes and i don't know how old he was but sometimes like the old guy mentality mm-hmm. is like look at this slacker like ugh, get him out of here like, yeah you know you only want to help people who look like they're into it mm-hmm. you know because I, ma- I imagine you were really into it just yeah. like maybe not 100 percent. yeah or i really liked doing the things i liked to do but right, the things i right. need to do i was like oh whatever yeah. it's so easy for me is like to just brush people off who, who are like ah oh, i'll just work with somebody easier but like the fact that he took time to invest mm-hmm. just 
a little bit in a little, con- yeah. little encouragement, a little conversation. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. And I hope people listening to this will find someone in their life like that and yeah. encourage them and build them up because man, we're responsible for the next generation of whether it's heat presses or screen printers or people in your community. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world is so much bigger than this industry. I know this is an industry podcast, but um, it applies to so many across like across the board. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, yeah, he saw like, it just, yeah, he, he didn't have to be so kind and mm-hmm. he was, and like, I was just like, I loved art. I would just go crazy in the art. I was like, this is yeah. just like an art class, an art class, right? And that's what my brain was like, because I'd never got the opportunity to be so creative. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, it's an art class. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but you got to be employable. Yeah. And you got to have those skills build up more. And I was like, fine. That's so good. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I, then my, my <laughs> first get defensive because like, I'm employable. I work 40 hours a week as a server. What do you mean, <laughs> Mr. Norris? Like, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. But then I was like, no, you're right. Like, this is. So, yeah, and I was, like, internally grateful, and I feel, like, so blessed because those little choices, mm-hmm. you know, and refusing to be, like, I'm going to give in are, like, what sets me up here today. Yeah. And I think that's really cool, and, like, I lose that sometimes with the business going on. We get so stressed out, you know, like, oh, my God, there's bills to pay, and there's stuff to ship out. Oh, my gosh, i got to get new designs. i got to do this. i got to be good enough, blah, 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 blah. And then I go, well, look how far I've come. Yeah. Just from the smallest things of going, okay, you know what? I am just going to trust God and be like, okay, I'll do that. I talked to my mom about it. All right, I'm going to go to this program. I'm going to listen to this crazy old guy that prints. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. And it's those little choices that at the time can feel really uncomfortable or feel like they don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And then you look back and you go, oh, those, that set me up for that something. That was actually a huge decision. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Man. And so, okay, so then you eventually leave vocational school, right? You get your certification, right? It's a certification program? Um, what they do is, uh, like, I got certified in, like, a bunch of, like, Adobe stuff. And, they like, okay. you learn, um, like, again, how to, like, the basics of printing. As in, mm-hmm. like, how to print. Or, like, they had, like, a photography unit. Like, the junior year is, like, we're going to give you a taste of everything. Right? Okay. We're going to teach you about InDesign and how to do, like, you know, commercial design. As in, like, business cards and brochures and this and stuff like that. You're going to learn about pagination. And uh, I was like, I don't even know what that is. It's, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. It was like we did calendars where it's like front and back printing and how oh, to line okay. them up. And then there was like, gosh, it killed me. Where it's yeah, like this. Product- I should have gone there because I, at a time, was a print broker out here, and so I was always uh, selling uh, and doing everything from like business cards, postcards. And all. I would set up files, but I would use Photoshop. So everybody, everybody would tell me like, oh, why aren't you using InDesign? I used to be so great with InDesign, and then I started making. I got out of school, and then I was like, I'm making my designs now, and I'm like. You forgot it all. Yeah. I'm like, how does that work? Yeah. So so did you start the business immediately after graduating or after leaving the program or? What I did. How did that start? Actually was I graduated and then I learned, oh my God, I'm not going to have access to anything. Mm -hmm. Because we had like, you know, it was like a pride for our school. My teacher loved it. He was like, we're the only Mac computer lab in the state. For high school, he was just so proud of it. He's like, that's such a big deal. And I was like, yeah, it made me turn me to an Apple snob, by the way, because yeah. I had never had a nice computer either. So then that was the first one I was exposed to. I was like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> and um, he always needed a teacher aid, teacher's aid. Okay. And then so I heard him like, because those, I mean, my gosh, no shame to vocational school kids, but I went to one so I can say this. We are difficult to deal with <laughs> as a general trend. Sometimes right. stereotypes yeah. ring a little bit true, and you're like, all right, fine. I won't yeah. speak for all of them, but, uh, the, you know, he had a hard time, like, wrangling in kids or being, like, keeping track of things. And um, I heard him talking a lot. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to say I'll be your teacher's aide. 
and I quit my job as a server, which I told mom, I was like, hey, mom, uh, you know what? I think I'm not going to go to school right now. I think mm. Mr. Norris needs a teacher's aid. I'm going to do that. And you know what? I'm going to say I'll volunteer for free because that will give me the biggest edge over anyone that has a degree because I'll be like, you know what? I graduated at like the top of this program. I got yeah. like the special accolades or whatever. And um, all the teachers love me. And then the staff loves me. That's a big move, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it freaked me out. And I told her, again, things, again, that was another pivotal moment that make no sense logically. Yeah. Makes no sense in a human mind. Like, but you know what? I prayed about it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, Mom, can you please pray about it? Like, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. And that's like a crazy big thing to step out in faith, especially as a it's kid huge. that grows up poor. You're like, you know what? I don't have my job anymore. I'm not going to school. And I'm yeah. going to work for free. Yeah. <laughs> and... um. I remember being like, okay, this is freaky, but I had access to a Mac there we and go. I could design. And I, he had a screen printing press and I was like, can I use that after hours? Yeah. And he said, absolutely. And then it got to the point where he's like, you know what? The kids love you and you're so great. You need to get paid. So he campaigned for me to get paid. There and I was getting, go. yep. After months, I was getting $15 an hour and nice. I was, yeah, yeah, I was like, this is crazy. And I got to work on the business. Very so cool. yeah, so I would um, design sometimes on my lunch break. I would like design mm-hmm. and put things on mockups, or you know we were at print labs, so like pl- giant like commercial printing places you know around the area would donate paper to us. Oh, that's cool! Oh yeah. my gosh, so much paper! Like it is so <laughs> like there's an entire mezzanine stacked with paper, and like it probably went as far back as like 1996. You could Jeez. find copy paper from them. Yeah. Wow. And so like he was like, you can use the paper to print out things, whatever you want, because you know it's like that's no money for us he's like we have too much paper and so i was like okay cool and i would design packaging and i would design like you know i was trying to figure out the shirts and stuff a little bit i crocheted still so i was like you know what i'll crochet too yeah in between all this there was um i saved up money from my graduation and then i got a button press Oh, and so nice. then I'd print buttons at the school, then I'd press them at home. I'm like, these are part of the funnel cake tree. I'm getting to that print area, and I sold okay, crochet. Okay, so just building up the business slowly yeah. a little bit at a time. I sold Very crochet cool. stuff, too, because I had tons of yarn, and, like, old <clears throat> ladies loved me as a kid, and they gave give me yarn and stuff. Because how are they not? Like, yeah, a little girl at crochet. So, like, <laughs> obviously. And so I was like, okay, cool. And I would, like, you know, make funnel cake tree tags. And we would go to, like, oh, we went to one fair. craft fair, and I was like, we got to go to a craft fair. We had done them before when I was younger. And then I forgot how much I hated doing craft fairs because it's oh. so much work. And when you do handmade stuff, you make very little money. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Because yeah. of all the labor that goes into it. We sold a good amount. Like, we covered, like, our base cost. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. But it's just, like, going out there to be like, all right, we're here. Was it more of, like, <laughs> an advertising? Like, Did it at least work for advertising? Like, getting the word out there about your business? Um, Kind of. I had business cards. Mm-hmm. It was still, like, you know, I was still working at the school. But I was really hoping. It was, you know, I was like, I'm gonna make, we're gonna make so much money. It'll be great. And we didn't. Yeah. And I was a little bit like, oh, I'm discouraged. But people really liked the stuff I did have. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, we gotta find something else other than crochet that I do. And okay. then I was like, I know how to screen print. And I've been designing already. And I'm kind of working on designs. It's like we just need to start. Like we really need to work towards the screen printing now. Mm-hmm. We need to just take the leap. And so that set that up. And then um, that was like the end of 2018. So I started. Mm-hmm. And then like early 2019 we were really like okay we are now the final cake tree is selling graphic tees nice okay. so that's what it was i was like i can try to do crochet stuff and i was like why am i doing this still as so, i'm doing design and all this it's because i was afraid so then you gave up crochet for the funnel cake tree yeah I, and i was still crochet for fun mm-hmm. but as far as selling handmade crochet crochet items absolutely not 
absolutely not. Gotcha. I'll write the occasional like <laughs> crochet pattern because yeah. I'm like, I can sell patterns though. I can't have a hobby without monetizing it and it's horrible. That is a really Same. awful yes. quality. But I'm like, well, if I can write crochet patterns, I will. So I'll do, <laughs> I do that on the side where I'm like, this yeah. is just fun. It's not real money, okay? It's like just for fun. Yeah. So snack, yeah, snack I still money. crochet. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Where did the name uh, come from? The funnel cake tree. Okay, so. so I love funnel cake. I'm okay with trees, but. I am um, as a kid I was I loved to write mm-hmm. oh my god I wrote so much and I would read poetry books all the time as a little kid of course I loved Shel Silverstein everybody does I only know the giving tree, the giving tree yeah. it's my favorite but book it's the only one of his I ever I read I love um something that like lights on in the attic is like a collection of poems I think that's what it's called I'm like I hope somebody's like I'm yeah. a Shel Silverstein <laughs> fan and that's not the title of the book yeah. and I'll be like sorry guys but um, I remember I was like, I want to have a collection of poems when I'm older. Oh, that's and cool. so I would write all the time. And then um, I was like, but I don't know what it would be called. And I remember one time it was literally at like, it was something so stupid. Like I was at, I was probably 11. I was at King's Island with my friend. And we were walking and there's like this part where there's woods. And I could smell the funnel cake. And she would write a lot too. And like she had hippie parents and they were really granola. <laughs> and we were like these weird little artsy, weird kids. And I was like, oh my gosh, it smells like funnel cake tree out here. And there's a tree, or it smells like funnel cake out here. And she's like, oh, there's trees around. And I was like, the funnel cake tree. And I'm like, that's gotta be the name for the book. I was like, that's there gotta be go. the name for the book I have. And like, it was so stupid, but like it meant a lot to me because it's like, it's like the most like hopeful, idealistic little girl dream to be like, I'm gonna have a book. And of course I'm with my friend and she makes <laughs> art and I make art. And then I thought, I love Shel Silverstein too. And then we thought about the giving tree. They're like, this is genius. Yeah. And then like, you know what? I think that was like, it's not the most glamorous story. It doesn't mean a whole lot. But for me, it's like that shows like it's like me dreaming as a little girl. Like I'm yeah. going to make things. And you know what's awesome about it is that it works on so many different levels. So I'm de- uh, developing a class where we talk about how naming your business mm-hmm. is actually really important. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things this day is you have to be Googleable. You have to be memorable. Like if I tell you the name of my business, are you going to remember it? Mm-hmm. If I say Jay's T's, how many Jay's T's are out there? Yeah. Like, come on. So I think it's really cool that you, that you came up with the name when you were a kid and then you bring it to your business as an adult yeah. and it and it works because how many other funnel cake trees are out there? Right. I had a little bit where I was insecure, like maybe the name's not good. And that was when we had already started and people liked it. And then I mm-hmm. got over it. I'm like, that's just silly insecurity. Like yeah. I really like it. I'm embrace it. So yeah. And it's been like, this is like little Izzy's dream and it's just kind of morphed. It's not a book of poems at all, but like... <laughs> It's hey, art can, that I you make. Still have and, the book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's but it's like now it's like it's art that I make and people mm-hmm. buy it. So it feels very true to the original idea. That's so and I'm cool. like, yeah. Yeah, so. I love that. So you've been creative since you were a kid, mm-hmm. and, and now you're actually putting your creativity to. It's a business now. It's you. It's your family. You guys mm-hmm. have a couple employees there at the company, right? Um. So my grandma works for us. And oh, okay. we uh, have somebody that, like, they'll do, like, VA stuff. My friend, she did, we had to have an employee. We had a few employees, that, like, at different times. And then, you know, things happen. As in, like, my friend had, like, I got to move away. But, like, she was an actual employee. I realized I'm not a great, like, I hate to say boss because it sounds weird. But like, <laughs> I'm not great at showing people things, if that yeah. makes sense. Okay. In the sense of, like, okay, like, we need to make systems. I can't. I suck at making systems. And that's hard to have an employee. But you're amazing at making designs. Exactly. Yeah, and that's and actually like, something I, I kind of want to talk about. Like, when, so when I go when I went through um, when I went through the funnel cake tree for the first time, I was just <laughs> scrolling on Instagram and scrolling and mm-hmm. scrolling, and sc- 
rolling. Be- so one thing I, I'm very impressed with is prolific creativity. Like where somebody somebody can do something creative a lot of times. Because for me, like I'll, uh, I'm a musician, so I'll go home, I'll work on a song, not so much anymore. Since, you know, I have a baby, he's eight months old now. And uh, yeah, so, so like I have no free time anymore. Before that, uh, mm-hmm. I would work on a song for like weeks, uh, months, and still not finish it. Uh, and if I had one little portion of it that sounded half decent, I'd be super proud, right? Mm-hmm. And and so for me, like all that, and I don't know how long it takes you for a design, but like when I can, when somebody else can be creative and put out good stuff, a lot of times over, I'm like, how do you do that? And so the, the funnel cake tree, like I just see so much cool freaking stuff. So like, where does your inspiration come from, and and how do you stay so consistent with putting out cool stuff this is very cool very on trend thank you i'm like thank you um i feel like one it's like as far as saying consistent um i throw spaghetti at the wall till it sticks okay and for as many like there's so much like i have a you have a lot more spaghetti sticking than than the average person (laughs) i throw a lot of spaghetti though so that might be it that all that you see like that's a lot of spaghetti sticks. i'd be like no no no. there's a lot of there's so much spaghetti on the floor it's up to your ankles and you're like there's a lot on the wall you're like you have no idea how much is down here but um I I think again it goes back to like my upbringing my mom was always super creative and fostered mm-hmm. that in us and like my brothers where it's like I'll go to my little brother for um like what do you think about this design and um Logan I don't know if mom talked about it like my, Logan is my older brother and we lost yeah. him when I was 18 and Cash was 16 and that was hard and that also pushed the funnel cake tree so much I was like well I got to do it now we'd yeah. started it's like well just go in full force and then um he was also super creative and so I feel like it's just this environment of that. But I'm um, like, I have art now that like, I'm working on a t-shirt design I've worked on for like a month and I like it, but it's not finished. And so I have so okay. much unfinished art. And when you scroll on my iPad or I have sketchbooks filled with things, you'll be like, oh my God, this is like the ramblings of a crazy woman. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, but that's it. I take inspiration. Like I love, love music. Sometimes I'll just like listen to music. Like what makes, like, you know what? What makes me feel things? Like, okay. And that sounds cheesy. And I'll be like, I love Neil Young. Mm-hmm. And um, like. You are an 80 year old woman inside. I am, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was Neil like, yeah, Young. Neil Young. <laughs> yeah, Neil Young. This guy's so good. But, um, and I remember like when the funnel cake tree first started, and I couldn't come up with a design. I was like, what's the design? I like, but in Old Man, there's a line that says, it doesn't mean that much to me to mean that much to you. Mm-hmm. And I love that line. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? What if we put that on a shirt? I didn't know anything about like, <laughs> I was, I was, dying. <laughs> okay, I was like, right. I was like, but it's stuff like that, and it's like I know that's somebody else's quote, but I was like, but I'll make I want to make it mine. But I, I, that inspires me, and I like the feeling behind that, so I'm gonna put that on a shirt. And so like learning to be like, okay, what does this invoke in me? Like I like this, and then like you know I raised by the internet like a bunch of Gen Z kids. Yep. And I'll be like, watch out for that. So like <laughs> I have cousins that are ten now, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're even worse than I was. Oh. <laughs> But um, things that make me laugh or inspire me, like what does this make me feel like? And it's again just me going, okay, what's funny? What's funny? And it's ridiculous. And I'll stand up and go to my mom, like, what do you think about this? Is this funny? I go to my little brother, and he'd be like, that ah, sucks. I'm like, fine, whatever. <laughs> and so it's a lot of that. Do you ever? Because I've heard it different ways, and and most of my like when I like seek out like how other creators are doing it, I'm looking at like songwriters, mm-hmm. and I've heard a lot of them say, hey. Here's what you're gonna do, man. You're gonna go and you're gonna sit at your desk until you write a song. Sit there for two hours, man. And I'm so it, so me. I'm just there two hours, like staring at my screen, not doing anything. And, and sometimes it works, and a lot of times it doesn't. 
Mm-hmm. Do you do you have like a focused design time where you're like, okay, I'm gonna go to my desk, gonna pull up my iPad, gonna two hours until I get something, or is it more spontaneous just as it comes? Um, I'll have um design time. It's less okay. more spontaneous, like coming up with the ideas. The design mm-hmm. part is really easy. I love typography. I love colors. I love like that is stuff that's more practical. Like if you understand color theory, if you understand how fonts oh, work okay. together, okay. or if you have like an art background, that can be applied knowledge that mm. like helps your design versus coming up with ideas are more spontaneous. Like I have to sit at home and be like, or even sometimes at work, I'm like I feel inspired or like, I'm going to write these down really quick. And then designs will be like, okay, I'm going to look at people that I like and I like what are yeah. the I like the colors they use. What does that make me feel? And it's like getting inspiration from that, or um, even cartoons. Like I grew up with regular show. It's such a dumb show, <laughs> but it's so funny. And like as I get older, I'm like, that's hilarious. I love that. Like I yeah. think that's so funny. And then colors I like, and um, it helps me too. I used to always worry. I'm like, well, can I like get inspiration from things? I'm like, everything's derivative of everything else. Yeah. And that does not mean copy and steal. I've had people steal my artwork. Yes. Oh. Gosh. Oh, but it also means man, nothing so is funny. new. Yeah. And I remember I had a teacher too, and this goes back to my Pentecostal upbringing. I think what is it like? Solomon says like nothing is new under the sun. Yeah. Yep. And that is so refreshing to be like, oh my god, nothing is new, you know. And I realized like I had an idea for a bumper sticker, and I had it sitting on my computer. The photo I printed it, and I didn't post it, and it was like a quote, and I forget it now. And I saw another small shop. They posted the exact same thing, and I went, and that made me feel better to go. Wait a minute. A good idea is a good idea. And yes. I'm not as unique and special as I think I am. And that made me feel better. I'd be like, I don't think this person's stalking me. They didn't yeah. steal from me. <laughs> they also had a good idea because everything is derivative of everybody else. And we can a both lot of exist. A parallel thought going on yes. out there. Yeah. And I'm like, and like, that's been really interesting. Like, I've had my own idea before. Like, I need to make this. And then I'll look and be like, I see another person make it. I'm like, what? They did it first. But then I go, wait a minute. But it was first to me. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of that. And when yeah. you let that go, it lets you be more creative. Have you ever had an idea come like, oh, that's dope. That's super cool. You do it. And then someone tells you like your mom or whoever, you, you made a shirt like that. Like, a month. have you ever like recreated your own art without realizing it? Um, no. I've but... written the same song like seven times before. That's so real. <laughs> Where every time I'm like, this is a good riff. Yeah. And then I'll play it. I'm like, wait, shit. And it's just. I love you said that. <laughs> Me. Um, so I, total side note, tangent. My older brother played guitar and I was like, I want to play guitar too. Cause we like very musical family and I like I want to get better than Logan and it killed him and I'd be, I would just play I was like you know what you want to play two hours a day I'll play four hours a day and I just I was all about getting better than my big brother yeah and I'd be like yeah that's right and then I surpassed him one time it's like fine whatever but we used to like write and make stuff together and um that just made me think about that where I'm like yeah I can't do the songwriting thing I'll be like no okay yeah. <laughs> But, good. Um, that's my that's my zone. Yeah. You do too many yeah. things good already. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's funny because I'll sometimes like forget I start working on things, or mm. I'll give my mom advice on design. I'll be like, "What do you think about these colors?" And I'll forget I gave her advice. Like I made her some graphics for like Merch by May, mm-hmm. and I just do so much, and I fit, get so caught in my head, I forgot I made them, and I'm like, "Those look really good." And I was like, "Where'd you get those?" <laughs> she's like, "You made those." She's like, "I love," and she this is recently, um, she's been like, "You know what? I love how." it's really re- refreshing that like you're very consistent like you forget that you make things and you're like you know what that was really good or like you're like this is what you should do she's like i never have to worry that you're like she's gonna start selling you your own artwork back yeah to like oh this is where'd you get this from me yeah, and i was like i was like i completely forgot but um no sometimes i'll catch myself like i love cooper black font mm-hmm. and it's like great a really big, it's a great font i know yeah. i'm like this is a phenomenal font it's so good 
So I try to like, I'll catch myself reusing the same like types of fonts or like, I love, um, like I love color palettes. Like these are my fave color palettes now. Like mm. we got to get away from it, Izzy. And sometimes just to break, break it, I'll do like a yeah, color palette generator little. just because my brain immediately goes to the colors I like. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, stop, Izzy, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. And that's hard to be like, I'm going to make something with colors that I'm not used to. And that's like also advice, like do things you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even if like, so make bad art. Gosh, <laughs> make so much bad art. It's like the best way to make good art or good design is to make so many bad pieces of art. Lots of spaghetti thrown. Yeah. And just yeah. show up. Or like I have like written so many horrible like poems or like copy. And then eventually you're like, okay, this one's not horrible. And it's a lot of that. It's so, but yeah. Your stuff is really on trend right now. Like, if anybody's looking for, don't steal her stuff, you guys. All right, don't steal it. But if you want to know what's hot right now, head on over to uh, the Funnel Cake Tree. Um, because your stuff, you're, dude, you're really hitting it really hard right now. It's super cool. Um, you have, and I don't know what the right term is, and you can correct me. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like a hippie, 70s, groovy, kind of flowery. What, 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 how do you describe your style? Um, So it's... I kind of go, and this is like, I know it's not good cohesive for like an actual brand. That's hard for me. I've battled with that. But I'm like, you know what? I put my face as the funnel cake tree. I'm going to do what I like. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes, like I do, I love the very like hippie, flowery, granola-y stuff. But like, you know what? I also <laughs> just like kind of stupid, idiotic, funny things. Like I, or like I love zoomies. And like I have mm-hmm. new designs now and I have some stuff I've released before where like it's very like the... Um, I hate to say I love Zoomies because, like, there's brands they carry in Zoomies. That's better. Now I'm going to be like, yeah. somebody be like well, a lot of people are like, oh, local skate. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. But um, that um, skate style, too, like, I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. So then it goes like, okay, what do I like? And then I just put it out there. And I'm struggling with that currently, actually, now. I tell them, I'm like, maybe my aesthetic's not cohesive. And she's like, well, what do you like? People what like what you aesthetic? like. That's what she said. She's like, you've made this your whole thing. Like, Izzy's part of the funnel cake tree. She's like, you like what you like. Mm-hmm. and people buy it and it's authentic so i'm like i like how you're saying that it's authentic what would you say for okay so me i have a t-shirt line mm-hmm. and let's say man like i want to be on trend too like maybe my stuff is is dated whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it it's old um what would you say for people who want to be on trend because hey we, we provide a print service right we're all mm-hmm. trying to make money like no one's doing yeah. this for free you know what would you say, what advice would you give somebody who wants to be on trend should they just hire a trendy designer are there resources they can use you you know like what would you recommend for me i go first before deciding what you want to make or like what designs who do you want to sell to oh that's so good and that's better because like i have and like you know it's like internet marketer lingo or funnels like we talk about your avatar like i have a very clear picture of the person who wears funnel cake tree and the person like okay this is their personality or his or her how do they act what do they like there are people that I could talk to and they would like vibe with me. Mm-hmm. And then I go, now I have a better idea about what to make. And so I think that's easiest because it's really hard. And I struggled with this when we started where it's like, what would people buy? What would people buy? Or I'd be like, well, that's cute. There's yeah. things that I think are cute and maybe I'll wear, but they're not things that I really like. Mm-hmm. And so that can get really difficult. And you kind of, um, there's a lot of noise going on. And it's really big, well, this is what's trending. This is what's that. Because yeah. find who you like first. And because, like, I can't sell to everybody, even if right. it's trendy. Like, there's so many people that don't like Funnel Cake Tree, and that's good because I, like, it's I can't reach everybody, and that's yeah. fine. And I think when you I are... Nobody could reach anybody. Yeah. The biggest brands in the world have their set 
people. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, there's this thing, gosh, it took cheesy motivational quotes totally work on me, by I'm the way. Here. I'm here for it. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> that's so good. But it was like, you know, when you're just living again, authentically, I feel like it's a, such a hot, like, but like a buzzword or whatever. I'm like, sometimes it's overused. But really, if you are just being honest and upfront, like you're going to deter people just naturally. And that's yeah. good. And that's what you want. You don't want everybody to like you. People are not going to like you or your designs, and they might be mean about it, but that's good. So find who you like and who you want to sell to. So and good. so you list, like, okay, like, here are their hobbies. Like, I'll tell you, like, what, like, I can see one of the, sometimes you have multiple avatars, mm -hmm. you know, like one of the people that buys from the Funnel Cake Treat, they crochet, they're DIY, they love crafting, they love being artsy. And, like, while they are, like, they're not soup, they don't spend a lot of money, but when they are, they're really brand loyal. And that's like there a lot of our customers are like that. They're harder to convince, but when they are, they're like, they are your person. Yeah. And so we that's have people. So yeah. And that's, then you make multiples. Okay. And maybe that's like this girl over here and what's her age and what does she like? Okay. What does this guy like? All right. And so that helps me. And I don't know if that's mm -hmm. useful. That, that's super useful. And I'll tell you why. So my t-shirt brand is a taco themed mm -hmm. shirt. All my shirts are something to do with tacos. Because when and it all started one day, I made myself a shirt, posted on Instagram, and I got a bunch of DMs like, "Hey, where'd you get that?" And I was like, "Oh, oh, you like this crap?" That's such a cool feeling, by the way. When people it, are like, it's, "It's wild," and I'm like, "Buddy, let me tell you." Yeah, <laughs> where did I get it? <laughs> You're talking to the guy. Yeah. So, so very quickly, I was like, because I was already working here, of course. I, was like, mm. I could make these really quick and really cheap. Mm. Sure. $18 free shipping, which to me, I'm like, oh, I should have upped that a lot. But like, you know what the heck? Right? That Actually, I, it could have even been $16. I don't even remember what I was charging. And so, uh, yeah. So, so I, I, I think the first few days, cause that same day I was like, yes, it is for sale by the way. And, mm -hmm. and that first day I sold like 27, or something. Mm -hmm. you know, obviously not changing anyone's life with 27 t-shirts, but, but still, but still I was like, dude, there's 27 people. And then what was trippy was they weren't all my friends. There were some people who had seen a repost and they wanted to buy one. So I was like, that is I don't know you. And so that started my whole journey. And then, mm -hmm. and so basically what, what you're saying about finding the avatar, who are you selling to? That makes sense to me because my designs that sell are the ones that I like the most. I've, I've released a couple that I thought mm -hmm. were on theme. I thought they were on brand, but I didn't like them. Yeah. I just did them because mm -hmm. I thought they made sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like them and and don't and nobody else liked them either. Yeah. And so which is funny because as you're saying this about like, yeah, find your person, find your avatar, find who's gonna be buying it, I'm like, I am that. Basically so so for me, I'm like Yeah, wait, I am my own avatar. Like I just need to make sure it's that I like for myself and and it's I I love it because it's like it's like unlocking a little piece here. So I mean yeah. and then I know that if I'm receiving some really big time value. Uh, I hope there's listeners and viewers who are you guys who are who are watching and hopefully taking a, a good portion of saying, hey, I'm going to go home and I'm going to figure out who I'm selling. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like and don't make it personal. Oh, gosh. And I know I just said it's a lot about it is your identity, but like you can't get wrapped up in it because I've made it personal before where sometimes oh. I feel like I missed the <laughs> mark and it's hard and it's hard yeah. for me to be like, oh, man. Oh my gosh, you're like, you know what? There's times where like I've done a really good shirt design or a really good sticker design and we sell tons. And I worry, it's all these doubts people I'm like, is this it? Have I like have, have I reached it? Is this <laughs> like is this it? Is yeah. this it? Like, oh my gosh, am I not gonna like people like this one, people like that one? It doesn't matter. And I think that's as much as it is like you take the 
take applied knowledge and learn skills and realize it's not as big of a deal as you think yeah. it is. And you can do everything right. And you're still not, you're not responsible for the results. You just take it and you learn. And that was like, that's been the biggest thing for me. Cause like, you know what? I realized my retail customer or the avatar is different from wholesalers. Oh man, that is, that is huge. And that was hard because like yeah. my best selling stuff, like I would do designs that I knew I loved. Or like this, even stupid and cute. I love this one, right? <laughs> That's funny, yeah. And um, our wholesalers, like our boutiques that buy from us, trust us more now. Mm-hmm. But like, and even then, I'll release new designs. Like this is gonna go so crazy for wholesale, but they don't buy it because they realize like they're older women. They're typically like you know our retail customers. My avatar is typically more West Coast mm-hmm. or just coastal cities. Even like we got a lot of like East Coast and New York and stuff. But it's like younger people that go. That's funny. The boutiques yeah. are older people. They're like, we don't know. So it usually takes them about a year and a half or two, really, to That's get that. Interesting. Yeah. And then stuff that I thought was dead that I believed in. Wholesale. Oh, my gosh. Give it 18 months. It's blowing up. <laughs> Oh, that's good. So, so there's like a lag between oh yeah retail. Oh, that's incredible. It's really interesting that you guys are doing the direct-to-consumer thing mm-hmm. and wholesaling. So people can find the Funnel Cake Tree in their own stores, boutique stores, mm-hmm. and they can also buy from you online. That's, yep. that's really amazing that you guys have pulled that off. After being in business for just a couple of years, I feel like it takes a lot of people a long time to manage that and I figure that out. We'll say too, um, find brands that like there's this thing again, more internet marketer lingo. Ugh, annoying. Bring, bring it on, bring but, um, it on. I have like a dream one hundred, which is like but I was like, no, I'll do a dream ten. It's like ten brands that mm-hmm. I could identify myself with, that they are a goal okay. of mine to reach. And I was mm-hmm. like, Okay, so what do they do? And I was like, I wanna see you don't copy them, but you see what formulas are they doing? How do they post? And how do they get into stores? Okay, cool. I'm gonna watch that. And I realized too, if you do start your own brand, it is easier actually to have a wholesale line than do direct to consumer. Really? I would have assumed it was the opposite. I would have too. But like, you know, we um, walked around to boutiques being like, look at these shirts that we offer. These are the shirts we offer. So you guys, oh, you guys went door to door. Okay. And we nice. also had then fair. And then what you do too is what helped us is people didn't really want our designs. We're like, what's the funnel cake tree? The designs are cute, but we don't know you. But then we like, okay, we had offered custom shirts and like we did your city slash state, but it was rainbow. So it was like red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. And they would buy custom shirts, but then they'd also carry the funnel cake tree. Cause like, okay, we'll buy a few shirts too. Yeah. And so that got them more in stores. And when you don't have money, it's harder to make one shirt and ship it than it is to make 12 shirts and ship those. And so you're making less per piece, but your order, like the order volume is much higher. And so it's getting that ball rolling. And then, of course, then I go, okay, we'd watch, how does it do wholesale? What are they buying wholesale? It's now market tested. Okay, the people, all right, cool. Do what makes you happy. Even though it was slow to start off wholesale, there's a place where, like, they would order, like, $2,000 and just do what makes you happy. Wow. And they would order them over and over again. One of our best customers, I go, that's market tested. And so then we started screen printing funnel cake tree in the back of the shirts, taking out Bella Canvas. And then I was like, all right, cool. And I would put special messages on each size. I was like, anybody can sell a t-shirt. How do you make it different? Mm-hmm. And then it goes, cool. Now the customers trust the brand. And then we branched out to retail. So I'm always like, do wholesale first. And it's harder. And like, gosh, walking up That's to people so and saying, buy mm-hmm. my shirts, it's awful. And it is hard. And when people look at you like, no, crazy lady, you're insane. <laughs> you got to get used to a lot of no's. And you got to get a really thick skin. And you got to understand it's not personal. Yeah. And that is the biggest thing. It is so not personal. You know, cold calling, like, and that's essentially like what you're doing. You're cold calling people in a sense, and even Fa- walking up on them. Cold calling them face to face. Face to yeah. face, yeah. 
or giving them emails and that's hard and it's people are like you don't want to be a bother listen they don't know who you are yeah that's it and and you can say well yeah i don't want to bother them nobody's going to buy from you if they don't know who you are so sometimes you just got to be like i gotta swallow my pride i gotta do this horrible <laughs> thing of oh my gosh and it's awful and again but you get you've got to get used to it and you got to train that muscle and it's very much like the you know use it or lose it man you just yeah. gotta get like you gotta that. get out of your comfort zone oh man i hate getting out of my comfort yeah. zone yeah <laughs> yeah even this if was out of my real. comfort zone for me i was like oh i was like whatever i'll do it my mom's doing it fine. well you're doing great thank you <laughs> and you know and that, that's, that's funny because like i feel like there's been times where i am the, i love my comfort zone bro like i have a hammock in there yeah it's chill right yeah. but the times where i've actually like done good in business like with my side businesses mm -hmm. i should say was when I got out of it. Yeah. So I, I, I love talking to people like you. I, th I think it's important. I think it really is important to get a regular kick in the pants. Um, like my wife and I, we love listening to, oh, it's funny, we love listening to the Dave Ramsey show. Mm. Not that I'm a big fan of his. I, I think he's kind of annoying. No, Sorry, Dave. Uh, I think he's kind of annoying, but it's, it's a good regular kick in the pants to help keep our finances in order and mm -hmm. stuff. And, and so and I've loved having this podcast here uh, the Heat Press Nation, it's not mine, the Heat Press Nation podcast. Mm -hmm. I get to talk to so many people, and and like yourself, they're just giving me all this, like, bomb, amazing knowledge and encouraging me to take that step and to move forward mm -hmm. and to get out of my comfort zone. And so, yeah, I, I really want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for your transparency. Like, yes. there's so much, again, so much wisdom in there. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't believe I mean, in reincarnation, but you have me questioning that a bit now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Gosh, but um, <laughs> thank you. No, I really appreciate it. You guys have been awesome. And this, I love this. But yeah, I'm always like, I'm big on like, don't gatekeep anything and be honest. Just be so honest. Like, gosh, it's so hard. And there's oh, been some. Yes, don't gatekeep. Yes. Thank you. That's what I'll be like. It, that gatekeeping stuff where it's like, you know, I've seen people, I'm not going to tell you what stuff I use. It's all scarcity. It's all the scarcity mindset where I'm like, guys, you know, not a sound, well, sound like a little <laughs> conspiracy, like powers that be, whatever, people that are in charge, who cares? It's to keep us divided. There's more than enough. There's so, yes. there's so much more than enough. It's insane. And if you could really, like, if you could understand how much excess there is, you realize none of us have to be against each other, you know? And people are like, what if people steal? What if they do steal? Who cares? Wisdom. I can't worry about <laughs> it. What am I doing? What? Am I going to worry about the 5% of people that are going to rip me off or steal versus the 95% I could help? Yeah, that's insane. Worry, that's that's a and that goes back to that scarcity mindset. There's not enough, and when yeah. you know that there's more than enough, it allows you to be like, okay, cool. There's more than enough. Dude, and so, you're just flowing with the wisdom today, man. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. I'm like, gosh. all right. Now, before we close, I do like to ask a question mm -hmm. from all of my guests. So, okay. if you could go back in time, and let's say in this time machine, we're going back to right after you started at your trade school, right? Mm -hmm. So before you officially launched the, uh, the the funnel cake tree, before any of that, I keep wanting to say the giving tree. You said the giving tree earlier, and so now every time I think of your business, I want to say the giving tree. Anyways, going back in time, right before you start the funnel cake tree, go give yourself some advice. What advice would you give to younger Izzy? Hmm. It would be, okay, I'd have a few things. Mm -hmm. I would say, one, the um the busy work does not move the needle the work Ooh. that you think you, that makes sense that goes printing shirts printing shirts you know i gotta just do it now versus actually working on the business and new designs and marketing that doesn't give you money right away mm -hmm. is just that just busy work 
and there's always going to be shirts to print. There's always going to be small tasks to do, but if you don't do things like putting in systems that's hard because it goes so against, because you're like, I'm not making money right now, you know, and for me that's hard. Or like, oh, yeah, I need to do this marketing or even like whatever, working on like reaching out to influencers. I don't see the money right away, so it's hard for me. I'm like, that's great, but if you don't do that, you're not going to have busy work to do. Yes. So keep that in mind. So, so get out of the mindset that the busy work is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And while you st- you do need to do that stuff, but you also need to work on the stuff that doesn't make you money right away, but you know, put systems in place and will keep your business around long enough to have plenty of busy work. And then don't take things so personal at all. And don't let your worth get wrapped up in this, whether it be is totally inflated ego or being like, oh, look how great I am or being like, I can't believe it all failed. It's not on you. Yeah. It's not on you at all. Just yeah. do your best and show up and day-to-day actions like it's not the bad day that makes things it's over time yeah so a few bad days a few mess ups doesn't matter it's how you recover don't take it personal that would be it so i think yeah dude that was that was great i, I don't even have to go to church this Sunday. i feel like i got preached to real good right <laughs> yeah. now that's good Gosh. stuff but man izzy i want to thank you so much for joining us for the podcast i want to thank you for all the wisdom that you shared today and uh where can everybody find you um, you Online. Can, or I don't think you want to give away your address, right? No. no. Yeah. Online. Not yet. I don't know why. Not yet. I don't know what that was about. I was like, not yet. <laughs> that was my immediate response. It's like, why would I? Any, one day God, you'll one have a day, gift maybe. shop. Yeah, I'll have a gift shop. Yeah. It'll be like. <laughs> All right. For the fans that, yeah, gosh. Uh, but um, you can find the Funnel Cake Tree. So we have the funnelcaketree.com. And then I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I think, yeah, I have a YouTube, which not a lot of videos on. That's when I was still doing crochet stuff. I have crochet okay. tutorials. But um, it's all the funnel cake tree. So at the funnel cake tree. Nice. So, yeah. Awesome. You can find us. Once again, Izzy with the funnel cake tree. Thank you guys so much for joining us for the Customizing Culture Podcast brought to you by Heat Press Nation. My name is Jared. This is Izzy. Uh, and it's been great. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs>